0: we could just bow our heads and say a prayer father we just invite you into this moment we thank you lord that you've already breathed on the word that you and i have studied together and so i just pray for a rhema word in this room i pray that each person sitting in this room lord would feel your presence and that you would speak to them exactly what you would have for them encourage them convict them strengthen them rise them up lord to who you have called them to be. We thank you that we'd walk out these doors changed, renewed, set free, and on fire for you in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. Amen. You know, I feel like I share the same scriptures over and over again, but I I don't want to discount that. I, I want you... lean in when you hear a familiar scripture, because I believe God is wanting to bring another layer to our walk with him, another dimension of revelation, another outlook on his word. Don't you love that God's word is so multifaceted and you can read the same thing and walk away, change with a renewed vision and something comes out of your spirit totally different. Isn't that really cool? And so Jesus prayed before leaving this earth a prayer of unity. We know this. And yet I think it's so important that I share it once again. Um, John seventeen twenty says, my prayer is not for them alone. This is what Jesus prayed before he ascended into heaven. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them will be one. Everybody say one. that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Everybody say unity. unity. What Jesus prayed before leaving earth is significant. And I was thinking of my husband, he has a a watch that has if he, he sets reminders. He actually sets a reminder on his watch at seven thirty to remind him to take his vitamins in case he didn't take his vitamins at seven o'clock. And I thought, wow that, that's significant because we need reminders. Amen. I, on the other hand, take my vitamins on a Tuesday, on a Friday, whenever I see, open the cabin and see the vitamins. Like that's just how random I am and how consistent he is. But my point is the reminder will bring forth consistency. The reminder will bring forth the awareness that will bring success, right? And so this morning I want To remind you that unity in the body of Christ is going to be all the difference that we make in reaching the world out there. Because that's what we're stirred and we're focused and we're zooming in as. Um, on as a church right now, right is reaching the gospel, reaching the people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with the love of Jesus Christ. We're stirred. The laborers are working. We got, um, we got things going on, and everybody's excited about reaching the world out there, specifically this community. And we're so excited about it. And I want to remind you that it is unity in the body that's going to be the most powerful and most effective way for us to reach the people out there. Amen? Amen. Unity. It's what Jesus prayed, so we know it's got to be significant. And we know that it's going to be an attack that the enemy tries to use to divide us, to bring discord, to bring dis discouragement. Um, So unity in your marriage is important. Unity in your home. Unity in what you profess and what you practice. Amen. What we are saying should be what we are displaying in our lives. Amen. Amen. Unity in the message that we carry as believers. I love that we um, soon will be doing a um, more of a foundational teaching over the pulpit because we want to be unified in what we believe. Because how many of you know there's all sorts of things flying around about what you should believe or there are things that look like they're truth but they're just Twisted just a little so that you will draw toward them, but yet it is not the the truth, amen. It is twisted, and there's a there's um, lack of power in it because it's not the full truth. It's not the full counsel of God, amen. And so, super important that what we perf- what we. Um, display as christians of what we believe is all in unity we all believe that jesus christ died on the cross for our sins we all believe that he rose from the dead not some of us all of us in the body of christ will believe that the blood of jesus has the power to break chains amen Amen. let's see So unity, unity. I was stirred to talk about evangelism this morning, as Pastor J has been talking about evangelism, and we've been doing these um, different projects that are coming up, but I, I felt like I needed to take a few steps back and look at the bigger picture. Before we zoom in on evangelism, on witness, on spreading the good news, I believe that unity Like I said, with all those things, but more specifically and more importantly, unity with the Holy Spirit is what we need to carry. It's going to make all the difference. Here's a faith, not a fun fact, a faith fact. Satan wants to prevent. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. He wants to prevent, he wants to disrupt, and he wants to cut off our communication between you and the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so when you're going through something, I was thinking of Maui. Um, and what Maui is going through right now, like many of us, but his in a, in a more, in, we feel in a stronger way, is he is being refined. His spirit man is being refined. Refined. So what happens, specifically for me this week, I'll just be real and authentic. My ego, my mood swings, my, my mindset. First I'm here and then I'm there. Not fixed on Christ. My lack of self-control. I mean, think of where you might be lacking in self-control and you, and you find yourself in laziness or apathy or just content and not really um, moving the Spirit of God to where He's calling you to do something or asking you to do something. This week I felt defeated. And the Holy Spirit this is what He reminded me. He, He said, I am responsible for my feelings. I am responsible for my emotions. I am responsible for my response and my reaction. That was I felt like I was getting a spanking. Like I was like, no, you're responsible. You did this, so I'm upset. You did this, so I'm impatient. You didn't follow my plan and my thought and my way, and so therefore this. And what the Lord was teaching me is, as we move into evangelism, and then we take a step back and look at the bigger picture, is as we go through things, trials, tribulations, God is wanting to refine us so that we reflect his character, we reflect his goodness, we reflect his spirit, patience, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control, so that we can be a more powerful influence when we're out there. And so if you're taking notes, write this down. We get so distracted with our response that we miss the opportunity to be refined. I'm going to say it again. We get so, and I am preaching to myself, pray for me. I get so distracted with my response. And it could even be in the faith realm. Oh, I'm just ready for how I'm going to respond. (laughs) That I'm just, I'm here, and the Holy Spirit's like, zoom in, get with me, commune with me, connect with me, get to my altar, run towards me. Because when you do, then these trials, these tribulations, these things that are uncomfortable to us, that we pray away? We actually pray them away. When the Lord is the one who brought them to us sometimes. We like to blame the devil a lot. But may I suggest that there are times where the Lord is actually bringing us to a place so that we have an opportunity to be refined? Come on, guys. And I just want to say that me and you, we're not manby be Christians we are warriors. We are strong in the Lord and God is raising up the standard and we're going to meet him at that standard. Amen. Our life is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ and there is going to be a clear difference between our faith, our walk with God and those of the world. It has to be for people to, when they want to run towards hope and when they want to run towards light and they want to run towards a solution, we have to have a beacon. And it comes from being refined. Because what happens when, you, when you're when you refined? We know a little bit about the process of gold. That, First of all, refining comes when we're under heat, when we're under pressure, when you're homeschooling your four kids and it's just not perfect. When you're 17 years in marriage and you don't think that really you're not going to have much bigger problems because you tackled it at year five and then you tackled it again at year eight and then maybe at year ten. But here you are at year 17 And the enemy wants to what? Bring division. Because Jesus prayed for unity in your marriage. And so he's going to do everything. Don't you think the devil is smart? He knows. So he's going to do everything he can to break up your marriage. To break up the way that you parent. To break up the house of God that wants to carry the vision out into the community. He's going to do that. But God, amen? Amen. So may it be us. May it be us warriors that say, no, no. I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing every trial. I'm seeing every set back I am seeing everything that is uncomfortable as an opportunity to be refined because when I am put under the pressure and when I am put under the heat if I choose to lay my self down and surrender to Christ didn't we sing that this morning surrender to Christ guess what we're going to come out looking real shiny guys real shiny. We're going to be purified. And the other thing I learned about gold a little bit that I know is that it gets stronger. It, It almost like melts and then has to solidify again. And so it's, it's a process that God wants to do in our hearts and in our lives and in our, in our walk day to day, our journey throughout the week. He wants to break us down to a place where we keep coming to him and surrender and saying, Lord, your way, your will, not mine. I, last night, knowing that I had to preach to, today, last night, I had to get on the Floor, with my word. I said, okay, now I have an opportunity. And the Lord, he's Abba, Father. I connected with Abba, Father. And he said, you have a decision to make here. You can go and walk away in your flesh. You can be upset. This, that, and the other. Or you can come. You can be refined. Because the reality is we can't change anybody, right? We can only allow God to change us. It was, a, it was a moment that I had with the Lord, and I tell you, it, it made all the difference. The actual posture of my knees hitting the carpet. I actually took this word, and I held it in desperation. I said, oh, no, no, Lord. I want to be a woman of God. I want to be a woman of integrity. I want to be a woman that is consistent. I want to be a woman that reflects your character in my marriage, in my parenting, in the way that I respond. How about you? Amen? Is that who you want to be? Because that is who God is calling you to be. And that is going to be the most powerful influence as you go out into the world collectively and individually. Because did you know that me and you can go into all the world and preach the gospel and that all the world is in your very own living room? That all the world is your siblings and your, your children and your, and your co-workers. That's all the world. Amen? So that's you individually and then collectively as we get to the, get with the body of Christ. All the world is, is the vision that we gather behind to go out there and do the work of the ministry. Amen. Yes. Romans 5 verse 3 to 5 says. But we also glory in our suffering. Pastor Jay just read this scripture but lean in. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. This is, this is the part I love. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's back to that unity with the Holy Spirit. So are you, are you kind of getting it here? It's unity with the Holy Spirit to where when you go through the fire, when we connect in unity with the Holy Spirit, we're going to be able to cling to that grace that we need to be refined. Because how many of you need grace when you're being refined? I know I do. <laughs> it's hard, amen? Amen. And I think that's why that's the model of our home. We do hard things. With Jesus, we do hard things. This scripture reminds me that perseverance is an example of being refined. And I know it's not a popular word. I know it's not a clapping word. But being refined is something that God wants to do as in the last days before he comes for his bride. Because when he purifies us, we are without spot and blemish. And isn't that the, the type of church that he's coming back for? A church, a bride without spot or blemish. Amen. Psalm 66 says, For I have tried, for you have tried us, O God. You have refined us as silver is refined. You have brought us into the net. You laid an oppressive burden upon our loins. You made, ro- you made men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and the water. Listen to this. May it minister to you. Yet you brought us out into a place of abundance. Our God is so good that there's always glory on the other side. So keep pressing, keep persevering, keep pressing towards the mark of Jesus, amen? Especially in these last days. Be stirred to cling to the faith more than ever before. For when we go through trials, our faith is being tested. I said this, we, we, we like to pray it away when God wants to strengthen us. I love... Um, The example of Job, in Job 23.10, it says, But he knows the way I take. Job's talking about Christ. But he has tried me, and I shall come forth as gold. Are you being tested today? If you're being tested today, cling to Christ in the heat of your situation. Amen. Amen? Cling to Christ. God is looking for people that are willing to not just sing the songs about I surrender to you, Lord, your will be done. Yes, refine us, Lord. But he wants our what we profess to be what we practice. Amen. Hallelujah. As we commit to being refined, God's glory can shine better through us. I'm going to repeat John seventeen twenty two, the prayer of unity that Christ p- prayed. I have given them glory that you gave me, that they may be as one, be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. So the refinement that we choose to walk through will bring forth glory. If you're taking notes, write that down. The refinement that we choose to walk through will bring forth God's glory. It'll, it'll bring forth God's glory in your marriage, in your parenting, in your workplace. Amen? I have... Um, is my earphones in... In Tyler, can you grab my earphones in my bag there? I have these set of earphones, and it's... Um, I don't have the luxury of wearing both earphones all the time because I have kids, so when I do... Um, when I wash the dishes, I put one earphone in and listen to a podcast or music or whatever. When I'm exercising, I got one earphone in, so it's always a treat and a treasure when I get grab my my pa- my, my thing here because I'm always wondering if there's only going to be one or two inside because I I never put it back so I'm always like wondering where it is. It is just. It's, the, it's sad. And so I always, ask, I'm like, babe, didn't anybody see my earphones? Please pray that you find me earphones. And then we find the earphones and everybody cheers and everybody's happy. And one day I asked her, I was like, why? 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 And this is my second set. And I had one from my other set that I kept forever. And I was like, should I throw it away? Should I keep it? Because what if I get another one? And he was like, oh, you should just throw it away. Threw it away. And guess what? I haven't found the other one for two weeks now. And I'm like, shucks, I should have kept the other one. But I asked him, I'm like, why, isn't, why, why do I have this problem? He said, because you're irresponsible. I was like, I'm irresponsible. He's like, yeah, pretty much you need to be consistent in what, what's going on in your life. My point is, when it comes to the Holy Spirit and being in unity with the Holy Spirit, we have to be in tune with God. And you know what? One ear, one one foot in is not going to cut it. One day a week in church is not going to cut it. We got to be all in. We got to be zoomed in. We got to let all the outside noises stay outside. And we got to be so fixated and focused on the Holy Spirit. There's a scripture in the Word that says, my... um, they will hear my voice from behind. Go to the right and go to the left. It's one of my favorite scriptures because it reminds me that God is so specific in that he will tell us which way to go. He will tell us what color to pick. That's how good our God is. And it's, it's dependent on how close we choose to be to him. Amen? The power of unity with the Holy Spirit. Get both earplugs in. Get both earplugs in. Amen. Okay, where are we at here? The power of the Holy Spirit makes all the difference. I have 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 10, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is Paul talking to the church of Corinth, that all of you agree and that there be no division, the opposite of unity is division, no division among you that you be United in the same mind and the same judgment. And so again, I want to remind you that there is so much power in unity. The reason Paul wrote this was because there was division in various competing groups in the faith, in the church. There was various competing groups. there was um, disorder in the assembly. Come on somebody. There was the Lord's supper was being corrupted. Spiritual gifts were being misused. Sometimes we have a problem with people not using their spiritual gifts, and then we all and then on the other side of that there's a problem with spiritual gifts being misused. That is not what God has called us to. He has called us to unity in the body. Adultery was being tolerated. And some even deny the resurrection of the dead. And that's why Paul wrote this scripture, exhorting them to stay in unity. Guys, guys, the enemy is going to try and attack our unity. We got to stay in the game. We got to stay in unity collectively. And we have to stay in unity with the spirit of God individually. Amen. God has called the body to be in unity to do the work of the ministry. We say the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? It's to preach the gospel. It's to bring the lost in. Amen. It's to to heal the sick. It's to take care of each other. To take care of the widows and the fatherless. It's to raise a generation that stands for justice and righteousness. That's the work of the ministry. When I look at the generation today, I feel, I feel encouraged to do my part in raising the next generation. How about you? Amen? We could do a better job at raising the next generation. This is the work of the ministry. Amen? And so as we've been stirred to evangelize, I want to talk to you about the mission of our church. We have it up here. The mission of our church is to reach, reaching, restoring, and reviving lives with a real encounter with God's love. Please, if you come to this church regularly, memorize this. Together, collectively and individually, this is the mission of our church. We are here to serve and to reach, to revive and to restore with the what? A real encounter of God's love. Because the Bible says all of it without God's love is nothing. You could just cancel it out. And so that part is just as important as the reaching, restoring, and reviving. Amen. This comes biblically from Matthew 28. What does Matthew 28 verse 18 says? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If you come to this church, you need to know that we believe in the name of the Father of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Trinity, and we believe in the three in one. Amen. There is no mother God. There is no other God. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Hallelujah. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And here's another Abba Father moment. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age because that's how good God is. He's not going to send us out there and not go with us. Our God is good. Amen. Amen. My daughter, as so as we as we have this mission for our church, it comes under the commission that we have as the global body of believers, right? And so my daughter made it a point to acknowledge the God that she believes in to every friend that she made this summer at Nakai Evalu Canoe Club. Every little girl, this just blesses my heart, every little girl that had more than a five-minute conversation with her with kendall knew that one she was a believer and two their faith was challenged because she asked them about their faith and in that i was able to train her the bible says train up a child in the way that they should go they need to be trained amen and so i was able to train her in making making the highlight of the conversation, the love of God. Not, do you go to church? Oh, do you just believe in God? No, do you know that God loves you? I am a believer. I love Jesus and he loves me. Do you know Jesus? And so she was trained on how to communicate and articulate the gospel. She had a vision regarding the Great Commission. And what's even cooler is that when she's in her flesh, I get, to refi- I get to help her refining process by telling her, Oh sister, you want to make sure that you know if everybody else is a Christian, yet, you acting like one Christian? Are you, are you acting right? Are you reflecting the character of God? Because that's just as powerful, my honey that is just as powerful and so she can walk through what it means to be refined amen unity among the saints is the lifeline that will extend if you're right if you're taking notes write this down unity among the saints is the lifeline that will extend past what we can fathom and it's going to take too much time to do this. So I'm just going to just visualize this with me. If we all linked arms, if everyone in the body of Christ linked arms, we'll just start in this room. We'll just start in your home. My six linking arms. It will extend far past what I could do on my own. That's what unity in the body does. And so same here collectively in this room and then outsourced the global body. Amen. It can go far beyond. And that is why it is so important that we be in unity. It reaches far more than we can do on our own. And the glory of God can shine even brighter as a beacon. As we join in what? In the same, in the same vision. In the same faith. Amen. In the same character. In the same glory we got to make sure to get it right. There's people that want the glory. All glory goes to God. Amen? I don't care how low or how high or how good you think you are. You are nothing without Jesus. I am nothing without Jesus. And all glory and all honor and all praise goes to the Most High. Amen? And that is the reflection that me and you need to have. We are not better than. We just have more than. Amen? We're not better than anyone. Same direction, same agenda, same testimony. Did you know that you and I actually have the same testimony? There are just variations of our testimony. But the same testimony, the same meat of our testimony is the same. We were all going down a road of destruction when God met us and changed us and rearranged us. Amen. So reaching. the first one is reaching. So as we see the extent, the extent and the effect, effectiveness of reaching the world, when we link in unity to the body of Christ. We see how far we can go. I have this. I have this paddle um, because we did paddling this year, and one of the techniques that they they taught us in paddling, every time we were in the boat, it was like all they they kept saying it over and again, and you just like you're like oh my gosh, but reach. They kept saying reach, reach, and so there was a posture that we needed to have. And in regards to faith, let me just use this as an analogy. The posture we need to have is, is at the throne room of God, right? Hearing the Holy Spirit. And then when we reach, so this is our posture. And then when we reach, and then there's a consistency. So what happens is when we reach, and we reach, so because we're paddling, right? So we continue to paddle. So when we continue to be in the position of reaching, and then there's the consistency of what I'm doing, we're going to gain traction. Amen? And so as we talk about reaching, um, reaching the community, s- some practical tips are that we need to have consistency. And number two, we need to be reaching. But what happens when we reach? Re- reaching requires a stretch. Come on now staying after church on a Sunday when you want to take a nap, that's a stretch, right? A stretch in maybe maybe you've always said, oh, I'm, I'm really not a talker, you know, confronting people. That's just really not my thing. No, we need to stretch. We're talking about souls here. We're talking about heaven and hell here. We're talking about people that, that are desperate there are people that are hungry and desperate and want to hear the love of God and what He can do for them. Amen. Amen. So, our testimony reaching, reaching. Hallelujah. I want to read. Um, Have for reaching point one. Reaching requires you to be confident in your God. Reaching requires you to be confident in your God. This is what Psalms 116 says I love the Lord, for he hears my voice. He heard my cry for unity because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. I love the scripture that Uncle Maui shared that he is my defender, he is my rock. In other words, Maui is confident in who his God is. And let me tell you, the most attractive thing you can do when you're reaching people for the gospel is to be confident in your God. You. Amen. As, we, as my family decided to be a light in this paddling community that is a lot of times very godless, it was important that my faith was attractive. And so I used every opportunity to to be a light, to, to say the name of Jesus. When we won, I would say the name of Jesus. In fact, the last two races we had, we won gold, we won first place. And the, the steersman actually said, this is the Jesus boat because of the faith that I professed. And the cool thing is, I was seat five. I was a pastor, but they actually had a pastor in seat one. And so we had two pastors in the boat and we both talked about the Lord. We both gave him glory when we won. And let me just be real with you through the season, there was some people and there's going to be some people in your life at work, at home, wherever you may be that you're going to, it's just, they're going to rub you the wrong way. But like I shared, use it as an opportunity to be refined. Don't get to dis- Distracted by your response because there were days where I came home and I was grumbling oh this girl she no 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 and then my mom's like but it's more than that it's more than that and I'm like oh yeah it is more than that but I want to be in the boat but I want to be in the boat you know I had all these these personal agendas but I was being refined in the process it's a, it's a hard and holy work but the cool thing is I believe because my character was being built and because I didn't have an attitude when they didn't put me in the boat and because when somebody tried to gossip with me about a certain girl and I decided to shut that down and say, you know what, I'm actually, I'm working on not gossiping. I, I, I really don't want to. You know, it doesn't take much to just nip it in the butt. And, and she was very receiving. She was like, you know what, you're right. But I believe that those refining moments allowed the glory of God to be shown through my life because the last two races we won gold, and let me tell you those were the very two races that brought us up the up the track up the level to where now we get to go to Hilo for states and people are talking about me, this little person being in this boat and but I believe it's my faith that is being attracted. They're not hearing all these ugly words come out of my mouth. I'm, I'm being effective in my reach. I actually had about three minutes it, at one practice in a boat where Somehow the conversation started turning towards heaven and hell and this and that. And I asked the steersman, I said, is your name... I was like, I got about three seconds. We need to cut to the chase. I said, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? And she said, oh, yeah. I said, said, it is. I said, you believe in Jesus and you... She goes, yeah, my name is in the Bible. And it gave me a very big awareness. It gave me an awareness that... Some people are just, they just have no idea. But I believe that those same people are receptive. And I said, no, I'm talking about when you, when you perish, when you die, there is a heaven and there is a hell, and it is very real. And the conversation got cut right there, and we needed to go in the water. And I believe that it was a seed planted. May it be us that every opportunity we look for is a seed planted. Because you don't know when the Lord is going to water those seeds. Amen? Amen. It's good stuff. Reaching. Restoring. Let's move forward. Restoring. To bring back. This is our vision. We want to reach. We want to restore. To restore is to bring back or to refill what was once there. Okay Psalms 51:12 says restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit This is what Job 42:10 says after Job had prayed for his friends the Lord restored his fortune and gave him here's an abba father moment gave him twice as much as he had before why because that is how good our God is and so to restore I have this plant here that my mom gave me, and it was very beautiful. It was an orchid that she gave me when we moved into our home just two months ago. And somehow, I have managed to make it to where it has no flowers. This plant needs to be restored. It needs healing. It needs to be repaired. Amen. Restoring those who once were walking close to the Lord, listen to this, as our vision, restoring those who once used to walk close to the Lord will require care, it will require time, it will require healing, and it will require counsel. So I pray in Jesus' name that individually and collectively, the Lord Because we are in unity with the Holy Spirit, the Lord will prompt us in these last days, even today, even this week, he will prompt us to put people on our heart that need to be restored, that need to be prayed over, prayed with, prayed for, so that the the joy of their salvation, I'm going to bring this back when there's a bunch of flowers, just so you know. So So it can be restored. Amen. This is a house for the sick and the lost. Restoration. Amen. And the last one is reviving. Reviving has the definition of regaining life. Regaining consciousness. Think of that spiritually. And what that... Think of how alarming that sounds reviving. Have you ever met someone that they just look like they have been in the valley way too long? Come on, we're we're supposed to be there for them. We're the hope. We're the ones supposed to be linking arms to them. Amen? Regaining life. So as we center around the mission of reviving in our church, think of Strength coming back to somebody. I have this plant. Clearly, clearly, this plant doesn't look like there is any life in it. This plant doesn't look like it can be restored. This plant doesn't look like it should be restored. Come on now, think spiritually. Have you, have you ever put your eyes on somebody and said, oh, they, they actually shouldn't be restored? May that break inside of us. Judgment, condemnation. Amen? We are sinful people. And sometimes we have those tendencies to just be like, oh my gosh, she just, she just went way too far. But no, God God loves them, and God wants to restore them. And in this house, this house will be a house of restoration. Amen? Amen? This house will be a house of restoration. What does it mean to revive somebody? I'm going to tell you. It means to give them a spiritual jolt. Think of a reviving. You know that thing that they put onto your heart, and they go, do-do-do-do. What is it? It's a jolt. It's, a, it's, it's the heart beating again. It's coming back to life. And that is what we will be in this church. We will be a people that revives souls, will bring people back to life. And how are we going to do that? We're going to do that by being so confident in our God that we can share our testimony of what he did for me and how he can do it for them. And then we're going to cover it with the blood of Jesus that has all the power to break every chain and to bring us into a new place. God makes all things new. Amen? He's going to do that in us and through us. He's going to give us spiritual jolt. So if somebody needs encouragement this week, encourage them, build them up. I train my children to build each other up so that they will learn how to be the ones that speak life and love over each other. And can I tell you something that's very interesting to me? as I parent these little, these little guys, it doesn't come natural to them. And, and I have learned to be very kind and not force it because I want this to evolve. But it's not natural for us to build people up, to speak life, right? And so it's something that we have to, we have to move towards, building you up because that's going to revive people Telling them, Pastor Jay prayed over me this morning, and I said, "I said, please pray over me." And he said, "She, she, he built me up. I don't even know. I forget what he said. She's a daughter. She's a daughter of the King." And it just washed every lie of the enemy off of me. We got to build each other up. The the Bible says, and Paul tells us, build up the saints. Amen. Oh, we have work to do, saints. We have work to do. We are co-laborers. Amen. We are ambassadors. We are laborers, but we are heirs. We can be salt and we can be light. Amen. I'm going to close with my favorite scripture, Matthew 5, 16, 13 through 16. You are the light of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. A salt is a preservative. A salt cuts out the the corruption amen But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on. But remember, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Be loud and proud about your faith. Amen. Instead, they put it on a stand and give it light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.